T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. To talk about it from the Cleveland perspective, Andy Baskin from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland joins us. Andy, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. I, we're not going to talk about Brock Osweiler? Oh. Really? It's going to be crazy to hear out here. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And uh, I'm sure that that's been dominating uh, sports talk. But the NBA just doesn't die. This offseason will not die. Uh, and this trade caps it off. Did you think Kyrie was going to get traded before he got traded? Um, I was 50-50, especially after the Chris Broussard story that came out earlier this week that kind of laid down the foundation for these two guys to come back to camp and kind of blaming it on miscommunication and blaming it on Dan Gilbert. I thought they had a scapegoat to blame Dan Gilbert on everything if they wanted to based on the Broussard story. So I was a little surprised by what happened, but again, I was 50-50. I was like, well, if they, they've got an opportunity to get better. Can they if they make a trade? And the jury's going to be out on this one. We'll see how it plays out during the regular season. But it feels pretty good as a Cavs fan. It just feels unnerving that you gave up a really, really good player. Uh, Andy, you didn't see the jersey burning, and you should never see it, that we witnessed when LeBron decided to take his game to South Beach. How much appreciation is there for Kyrie Irving there in Cleveland? I, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's never going to be as nasty as it was with LeBron. And by, by just, I always do this because every time I hear it, it was one jersey. And it was one radio jock that was standing in front of one of our photographers oh. at News 5 in Cleveland at the time. Okay. And the guy looked at our photographer and said, hey, should I, and he was, you know, half out of his bag. And he was like, hey, should I burn this jersey? And the photographer says, you do whatever you want. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then he did it. So the whole world thinks that there were multiple jerseys on fire at one point when LeBron left. Still, it wasn't a good look. But um, I think it's going to be weird when he comes back. I think it's going to be weird. I think people were like, Listen, you wanted out. You didn't want to be here. You didn't want to play with LeBron. Not like the Cavs were making the playoffs before uh, Before you had LeBron here. So good luck to you. Go be the man, and let's see what you can go do somewhere else. Are the Cavs better today? Defensively, yeah. I mean, you look at the roster, I think they're a better team. I just, it's very, very hard for me. Like, I have a pit in my stomach thinking that Kyrie Irving's not going to be on this team. He's that good, but mm-hmm. you know when you look at the number of players they have now, you start LeBron, you start Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love is going to be the biggest winner in this thing because there's a lot of times when the Cavaliers weren't playing well, it was because the ball was sticking up top and and Kyrie just wasn't moving it. And if you go back and look at assists per 100, Isaiah Thomas had about two assists more per 100 than uh, than Kyrie did. So I think it's going to be a big win for Kevin Love. Is it a big win for Kobe Altman? He earned his uh, his stripes with this deal? Um, I think he started earning his stripes by the way he was dealing with other teams throughout this whole process when people were going, what's going on in Cleveland? Who's answering the phone? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? You know, a lot of it's Dan Gilbert, too. Let's not – I mean, it's I, I, even when Griff was here, it was Dan Gilbert behind the scenes making a lot of things happen. So, um, I, you know, I, you, GMs come and go. I mean, I hate to say it. Um, there are great ones out there. He's got the opportunity to be a great one. If this thing works out and that draft pick, which I think is the key to the whole trade uh, because it gives the Cavs a future if LeBron decides to leave, um, I think it's going to be huge. And and to stick it out and wait for that thing to get that draft pick, um, we'll see how it plays out. 
Gio and Jones with Andy Baskin of 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland, co-host of Baskin and Phelps. You mentioned that pick, and I think that the popular stance on it is, yes, you're protecting yourself for the future, but I also look at it as a trade asset. If you really don't want LeBron to go anywhere, you could turn that pick into another player that helps him stick around. Do you think that there's any chance of that happening? I totally agree with you on that. Uh, You know, if you think LeBron's going to stay and he's going to stick around for another year, why not find some disgruntled player around the trade deadline to a team that might want the number one overall pick? I, you know, who knows what happens with the Knicks, Porzingis? Hmm. I mean, would the Knicks give up the number, what could be the number one overall pick for Porzingis? Phil left, remember, Andy. He's gone. <laughs> they fired him. So hopefully oh. Porzingis is off the table, but uh, be growing up a Knicks fan. Yeah, you never know, though. I mean, you just don't know. Boogie Cousins? I mean, all of those names could be out there. When you've got the number one pick, you can go out and get something great. So I still don't feel like, like I'm excited about Isaiah Thomas, but I just don't, like, I felt like they were a big three before. Now I'm not sure, but I can't wait to see what Isaiah looks like on this team, especially if he can move the ball. So was there he's healthy? Was there no way? And I think I know the answer to this question. There was no way Kyrie Irving could come back and and you know make amends and and play for this team. There was no way that the Cavaliers were even going to entertain that. Well, I, I you know I read that Broussard article last week, and I thought that the path was clear. That if you wanted to come back, it's so easy to blame Dan Gilbert for everything. You just go back and say, well, he wrote the letter. He's, he's a fool. Why did he fire this guy? Why did he do that? And then Dan could just eat it and have these guys come back. And I mean, LeBron put out a nice tweet last night to Kyrie. Um, they're trying to leave on cordial, trying to be cordial mm-hmm. about this. I thought that there was a chance he could come back. I didn't think it was strong. Um, you, know, you know, you hear things out of LeBron's camp or stories from guys that you know right that are very pro-LeBron, and you thought, well, maybe there's a way. Maybe LeBron is bigger than this, and you know, I, I always look back at this, that LeBron can get over anything if he came back to Cleveland. Because, I, you know, I look at the letter that he wrote, that, that Dan wrote, that burned every bridge in the world with LeBron. Even though LeBron, to me, didn't do it the right way by having a TV show, he was a free agent. He just did a left or just said, thanks, Cleveland, see you later. Like what Zajernus Ogaskis did. Same thing. It was exactly the same time. But the TV show was the bad part for a lot of us here. Now, a lot of people would be like, you know, LeBron left, blah, blah, blah. They're still mad about that. But, um, you know, because of the situation that you're in right now, uh, I just think LeBron could make up with anybody. If he figured out a way to come back to Cleveland and be friends with Dan Gilbert, at least to work together, he could have figured out anything with anybody. You're going to have a more informed opinion on this than I do, but I always thought that the reason why Kyrie wanted out more was because of the uncertainty because he's waiting around when LeBron was in Miami. He doesn't know if he's coming back. And now we're in a situation again where he doesn't know if LeBron is, is going to stay. So it's not so much you know, he can't play with LeBron. It's just, well, what the hell is going to happen if he goes again? I can't sit through another season of being asked the question or wondering what he's going to say. Uh, how much of his um, attitude change had to do with the fact of the uncertainty of LeBron as opposed to not being able to play with LeBron? See, I, I think the hard part here is trying to figure out what Kyrie really wants to be. And if Kyrie really wants to be the man and he thought LeBron was leaving, then that would have been sitting in front of him a year from now with bigger money ahead of him, too, if he wanted to stay. But he just wanted out of the shadow. I think he was a little – his ego may have been bruised a little bit because his name was in trade talks. I mean, I really think that might have been more the final straw. I just believe it's a convenient truth that he was the first guy to sign before LeBron was official coming back. I, just, I find it very hard to believe that, that Kyrie had no idea LeBron was coming back 
when he signed his deal when he became a free agent. I just I find that very, very hard to believe. Who's going to be the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns? Well, we're going to find out today. <laughs> Excuse me. Deshaun Kaiser has a clear path um, right now if that's what Hugh Jackson wants. I think it's wide open right now. Um, but I, I, it's, Hugh's got to make a difficult decision. And I think the, the biggest decision he's got to make is if he makes Deshaun the starter Saturday at Tampa and he commits to him being week one starter, then he's got to stick with it. And I just don't think there's any turning back if Deshaun regresses a little bit in the beginning of the season. That's why Osweiler has a chance to be the starter the first week of the season, but I think they want Kaiser to be the starting quarterback. Just no one's earned it yet, and that's the hard part about Osweiler. They have done everything to give Osweiler the job, and he still makes the same mistakes. He throws an interception in the red zone the other night. They only gave him 12 plays. Osweiler has had every opportunity to go there, take this job, and own it and he still has some of the same problems he had in Houston. I know it's unfair to evaluate Miles Garrett at this point, but I do think that the guys who are really, really good at rushing the quarterback, you have an idea early on if they're going to be great. So uh, what are the early returns on on Miles Garrett so far? I can't wait to watch him play. If the Browns are going to win this year, it's going to be because of defense. And teams actually have to scheme against two players on the Browns' defense, Miles Garrett and Jamie Collins. Collins last year looked like uh, a, a senior in college playing against freshman kids or playing with freshman kids, I should say. He was so much better than the rest of the Browns on defense. You re-up Collins, you got Miles Garrett on the line too. They're just, the Browns defensively are a better team than they've been in a long time and they're tackling better. And I got to tell you, Greg Williams gets a lot of credit for the way he's changed the culture for the Browns defense. I'm not saying they're going to the playoffs. I'm not saying they're getting eight wins but the Browns' defense is significantly better than it was a year ago. Well, Peppers was bringing the wood the other night, hit that yeah. hit on uh, on Brandon Marshall, and now Calhoun, the hit he put on the drama queen, Beckham Jr., uh, <laughs> dirty hit or, or no? I, you know, at first, I'll be honest, I thought it was. And, and I think I thought it was. And I'm a Cleveland guy telling you that. When he spun his helmet on the ground, I was like, wow. But, you know, I went back and listened to everybody, experts say that's not a dirty hit. And, and then you forget, you know, you can't hit up high. So I don't think it was. I love Brian Body Calhoun. I love his story. I love the fact that he's gritty and no one handed him anything. He's earned everything he's done. He's one of my favorite players on this team. Share so, his story so with I, us. What is it? Share his story with us. Well, I know. I mean, it's just it's his whole story. Mm-hmm. It's the story of a guy who is a free agent who can come in, work his ass off, and become a starter or a guy who can be a viable starter for a team that's desperate to be good. In a season last year where they won one game, he was a bright spot towards the future because he never quit. He's got tons of heart, and he plays like every play is his last play. That's why I love watching that guy. As a sports talk show host and a TV personality in Cleveland, are you going to be able to tolerate another full year of will LeBron go or will he stay? It can't get any worse than the the decision. Like, I look at this all the time. And the other thing is, there's a championship behind it. And I think that if he leaves at the end of this, people will say he did what he said he was going to do. And they're going to blame Dan Gilbert for not doing enough. Why is he so incompetent? Like, what what about him makes him so unsavory (laughs) that you can't even keep the one guy that you need to keep happy, the guy who changes the entire complexion of the city and the market and the team and the NBA – 
he must be the biggest jerk. Is he worse than James Dolan? Because it seems like it. Okay, so I've worked for the Dolans when I worked for Cablevision. Dan Gilbert is nowhere near a jerk. Okay. The people that work for him, the people that work for him who might not be direct reports, like all the ushers, all the people that work there, these people all got championship rings after they won. They all love him. Dan changed the culture not only for the Cavs, but for the city downtown, investing money back into downtown. The issue is Dan becomes the bad guy because he's doing everything LeBron wants. LeBron never has to take the blame for anything. So when it's all said and done, have a championship, maybe look like an idiot, or you know, pretend like you know everything and can do everything right and, and be a genius. And in the end, he got LeBron to come back. He had one bad moment with one bad letter. That's, that's really what it is. And where's the relationship now between those two? I don't, I, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's great. But I why, though? Did. I mean, I, if, they, if they buried the hatchet, they won a championship – why is it not great right now? Because of the David Griffin firing? I, no, I don't even think it's the Griffin firing. I just think it's the – I think – look, if you were LeBron, you'd still be mad about the letter. LeBron wants to control everything. He is. He does. He controls everything without having to take the blame for anything. Hmm. Ask the folks in Miami that. They'll tell you the same thing. He's the best basketball player that any of us here in Northeast Ohio have ever seen. And, you know, we got to watch Jordan crush us all the time when I was a kid. Hmm. But – LeBron doesn't have to take the blame for anything. He never does. And in the end, people will blame Dan for it. And Dan teed himself up with that stupid letter. And and it'll always go back to that. Look how much money the Cavs pay in luxury tax. Look how much Dan goes above and beyond to try to make sure LeBron's happy. He does it so much so that in the end, if LeBron leaves, Dan looks like the fool. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. That is very interesting. How many games do the Browns win? I want to say five. I want to say five. I, I'd love for them to win more. But, you know, you're in the AFC North, and you're 0-6 against them last year. When the Browns start winning games in the AFC North, then you can legitimately talk about them. And I don't think we're that far away. could be next year. It, you know, they'll, they'll have growing pains this year. They're still really young. But by next year, I think we can talk about the Browns having a chance to make the playoffs. So Jimmy Haslam's going to hold on to a coaching staff more than two years. That's what, that's what you're – he has to. Yeah. He absolutely has to. I mean, you know, and Hugh's got to be effective this year. And one in 15 is not going to keep the job, though. It's still the NFL. They've got to win a couple games. They've got to show improvement. And the biggest thing is they have to finish in the fourth quarter. And if you go back, and I know it's preseason, what they've done in the fourth quarter, and I know it's third-string guys who might be working in a grocery store next week, they have finished games, the last two games. That's a culture that does not exist for the Browns over the last couple of years. It already exists on this team. Hey, Andy, thanks again. We love talking to you. We appreciate the time. No problem. Next time I'll catch me when I don't have a cold. Life will be even better. Take <laughs> right. care, guys. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t